targeting with creative? How does your ad actually do the work? Why are interest groups completely a liability? Why should you not worry about lookalikes? Why is segmentation on Facebook a complete mistake? Why should you not be targeting by device or iOS or placement or all this? Stuff? How do you target with creative? How do you actually use your ads and in Facebook to really succeed? Well, what is it that everybody's saying that's absolute nonsense and is really a liability to your future success? How do you target with creative? Hi, my name is Charlie. I'm here to debunk all the bull yes. Let's get to it. Get together. Yes. Targeting with creative. Now, what does this really mean? And people say, well, I've got this product and I want to target these individuals. So let me pull up this interest group and I can start targeting them. My response is you could do that or you could be successful. Um, and then people say, well, I'm targeting with interest groups and I'm seeing some success. Yes, you are. Great. Understand that if you were running your business in a way that didn't inhibit your success, you could be seeing a lot more of it in a stable fashion. And I really want to get to some point here where a lot of people see success because of hard work. And a lot of people see success based on the principles that they've been taught. But understand that hard work is not the path to success. And a lot of the principles that have been taught are recycled pieces of information that get passed down from one person that doesn't know what they're talking about to another person that doesn't know what they're talking about to another person that doesn't know what they're talking about, where people prioritize this really toxic culture of like hustle porn and all of this trying to be smart and everything else when nobody gives a shit. Either you're successful or you're not. Either you're growing and you're confident and you're scaling and it's getting easier and easier the more and more that you lean into it, or it isn't. There's 100% the right way of doing things and then there's the wrong way that can be super deceiving because you do get immediate returns but it comes at the cost of long-term growth. So I'm not gonna get into why all those other things are there, but 100%, if you wanna know why interest groups are a liability, check that out. All right, so with that being said, let's get into the action item. Once we've accepted that most of the things that most of the people talk about on the internet is 100% wrong, it's because they have no clue what they're talking about, and that doesn't help you because now you're gonna be like, well, what am I supposed to do now? Let's get to it. It's targeting with creative. So I was asked this question on a Facebook Live. And by the way, I do weekly lives every week. And there's a huge slew of a, like a uh, archive of them here on the YouTube channel, as well as also in the Patreon. You can actually group and search uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of hours of it. So I highly recommend you check that out if that's something that's responsive for you, if that's what you'd like to see. Anyway, getting back to it, and by the way, facebookdestructor.com, go check up the community tab, that's how you join the Patreon or the Slack group or anything else to see that success. Getting down to targeting with creative. I talked a lot about this inside of my ebook, One Campaign Rule Them All. I also talk about them in the course on how to build a winning ad account in 2021. So those are two great resources if this is interesting and you really wanna dive into more. Again, both on facebookdestructor.com, but getting to targeting with creative. Your ads are web pages. Every web page has a click-through rate and a bounce rate and a stickiness. Facebook looks to your ads to see which ones have the highest click-through rate, which ones are the most sticky, and which ones have the lowest bounce rate. Because remember, Facebook newsfeed and Instagram, you might think of it as like this is a whole bunch of content, but it's a search results. It's instead of you typing in a number or some words or something and having Google spit something back, it's 
using what they call an optimized CPM platform to curate with an algorithm your experience. Now, these are all words that you've heard before, but this is how it functions. And so what does this have to do with targeting? What does that have to do with creative? What this means is every web page has a certain you know, group of people that like it and certain that don't. So every web page tries to find other people that are like it. It finds lookalikes. Every ad has its own lookalike. So every ad, given the opportunity, will be shown to everybody that responds positively to it at some point. Right now, obviously, you can't target everybody unless your media budget is massive. That being said, when we're talking about targeting with creative, have your ad appeal to the type of person you're trying to target. Now, I was asked today in, in, in the live feed, uh, well, I want to start a brand with a cat product. How do I target people with cats? My response was, have your headline be, hey, cat owners. Immediately, that's going to appeal to people with cats more than it will people that don't. Or say, hey, if you have a cat, you need this. Whatever it is, put that in the headline. Put that in the primary text. Put that in the copy. Put that in the image. Put that in the video. Now, let's extrapolate out what will happen. Facebook will show that ad to people that are going to respond positively to it. So if your ad is going to be responded positively, if people interested in cats are going to more positively respond to your ad, then your ad will be shown to more people that have cats so now your ad is using a lookalike audience based off of the people that have a high click-through rate and a high stickiness and a low bounce rate to find other individuals within the lookalike of that ad that are interested in cats. So your, your ad, your creative, is now doing all of your targeting. Did that make sense? So let me break this down again. If you make an ad that appeals to a certain demographic, psychographic, or interest group, then the people who that ad appeals to are going to be who that ad is shown to. Now, it's going to be some people that aren't responsive to it, and there's going to be some people that are. But understand that when you target broad age, gender, location, what you're doing is you're giving the least amount of restriction to that lookalike audience. Now, a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that the audience is the playground, and then the ads go inside that audience and try to make it work. That's how Google works. That has absolutely nothing to do with how Facebook works. And if somebody tells you that's the way you should be running on Facebook, understand that they don't know what they're talking about. 100% they're wrong. And I will go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anybody at any point in time and show them everything that they should have known since 2018. If they're preaching that they understand what they're talking about, this should be rhetorical because they've already been talking about it to you. And again, if anybody's talking about stacking their local likes or focusing on video views or interest groups, it's because they don't know how Facebook works. And I stand by that 100%. So the way it works, you have everybody. So let's say this whole screen, if I had a better graphics thing, that would be a nice little you know, dotted line. That's your ecosystem. That is your age, gender, location. Say so that's everybody over the age of 18, men and women in the United States. Great. Now your ad, where you said, hey, cat owners in the headline. And if you own a cat, you should whatever. And then in your image, it, your image shows a big old cat. Or, or the video starts off with, dear cat owners, you need this, whatever. Well, 
as people click on it and as people ignore it and they scroll past or they stop and they're interested in more, that lookalike, that ad is going to build a lookalike audience of people that respond to it. So inside of the audience, you're going to basically be able to look like a petite people that potentially might respond positively. So there's a big giant circle inside that audience and it might get bigger, it might get smaller. It doesn't really matter the size. Um, now what happens is let's say you're using a targeting audience. Let's say you're using an interest group or a lookalike. Let's say you're still adopting decades old best practices from a completely different platform that has nothing to do with an optimized CPM, but is 100% reliant on demand and inventory, which is not how Facebook works at all. Let's say you're still adopting that and you're running your business that way and you're targeting that way because somebody on the internet that doesn't know what they're talking about is trying to either A, preach bad advice or two, take advantage of you. What that does is let's say there's this big, huge universe, right? And then there's a big old circle over here of people that respond positively to your ads. Now you got another big old circle. That's your lookalike audience or your interest group or whatever else. What you've done is you've taken this big, huge playground. And then your ad is defined to people that are going to respond positively to it. The, the, the good people. And then you said, all right, well, I have another circle. And you're only allowed to talk to people in this circle. Okay. So the only people that are in that circle that are going to respond positively to your ad is where the, that circle overlaps. So it's a Venn diagram. Now that Venn diagram might be 5% of that audience. It might be 100%. You don't know. I guarantee you it's not 100%. Uh, and I never really talk in guarantees, but 100%, it's not 100%. Because even a lookalike, or even an, even an interest group, which again, you can see that video that I linked before. An interest group does not denote that somebody's interested. It means that they're talking about something. So you could be a person that hates cats and talks every day about how you hate cats. And you go to websites, we're talking about how you hate cats. You're in the interest group of cats. There's also might be people that love cats that never fucking talk about it. They're not in the interest group of cats. So that person, while all of their other behavior says they like that ad, you're completely excluding them because you're trying to be smart. So you're eliminating good customers and then paying extra to exclude a lot of people out of that audience that that ad would respond positively to so that you can follow some best practice for a platform that you're not spending money on that follows a logic and an algorithm that has nothing to do with the way that Facebook works. So I'm hoping this is kind of clicking. The idea though is how you target with your creative is make ads your target market will respond to. If you want to appeal to moms, make ads to talk to moms. If you want to appeal to dads, make ads that appeal to dads. If you want to talk to cat owners, make ads that appeal to cat owners. And then target broad. And then see which things respond well, which things respond poorly, which things are the biggest liabilities to your business, and which ones have the most opportunity for success. Utilize that to succeed. And then you only have a few moving parts. And you're paying, you're not paying the premiums anymore. You're not paying the taxes of having heavily customized audiences. So you're not paying extra to reach a whole bunch of people that don't give a damn about what you're talking about. And you're not actively excluding a lot of people that might respond positively to you because the Venn diagram of what your ad wants to show, who the ad wants to show, isn't 100% matched with the audience that you're targeting. 
So instead of limiting your opportunity for success and stability and growth and confidence, um, you're doing something else, which honestly is going to be extraordinarily stressful and be a, one of the biggest liabilities to your success as a business. So the way that you target with creative is make creative that appeals to your target and it'll find them. That's how Facebook works. That's what makes Facebook the number one intent driving platform in the history of mankind. It really is just that simple. And we've known that for five years. And that platform, that algorithm has gotten really good in the last four. And I've been preaching this since 2017. And people have been calling me a troll ever since. And that's fine eventually the people are going to come around to this being the thing. I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to see it from folks. Where they're saying, well, really, you know, creative testing is the number one thing. And last point, why is creative really push the needle? And why should that be the thing you look at besides your audience? Not to, not to mention all of the other stuff about how the audience and lookalikes and interest groups has nothing to do with how Facebook works. The other side of it is how your bid functions. It's the estimated action rate. A better ad is going to have a higher action rate, right? It's going to have, it's like landing page testing. It's going to have a higher click-through rate. It's going to be stickier. It's going to have a lower bounce rate, which means you're going to pay less money to show it to somebody because you're a smaller liability to somebody's experience on Facebook than somebody else. So if you want to scale your brand and scale your efficiency and scale your results, focus on being the lowest amount of liability of the platform so that you get premium pricing and then let your ads do the targeting so you don't eliminate opportunity. And honestly, that full mature ad account, when you're spending 500 a day, 5,000 a day, 50,000 a day or more, comes down to a few moving parts. And that means it's really, really easy to manage. And that's what you want. Because even if you're a Facebook media buyer, your job is not to spend money and time on Facebook. Your job is to deliver results. And your job, honestly, is not being benefited by pushing in little numbers and trying to act smart. Your quality of life has nothing to do with the amount of work you put into something. Your quality of life has 100% to do with the output of the work that you do. So stop getting in your own way and prioritize happiness and success and lower stress over trying to be smart. And you're going to be okay. Anyway, I'm Charlie. Nice to see you. Hope this helped you out. And if you like what you're seeing here and you haven't done it so already, you can hit that there to subscribe and maybe over there to start seeing something else that might be interesting to you. And I have no idea what it is, but I'm going to trust the algorithm to show you something because, well, hey, Google's smart. Anyway, see you later on the internet, everybody.